Hallelujah. We bring special greetings, amen, from ELR Prophetic Ship, where we're spreading the gospel throughout the nation. We thank everybody for tuning in on tonight. Beyond the Four Walls, amen, of love and action, Christian Center, amen, under the leadership, amen, of the senior pastors, amen, Pastor Franklin Goffin and elect lady, amen, Gloria Goffin, amen, out of Miami, Florida, amen. We just give God glory for what he is doing in this season. And Father, as we walk into your alignment on tonight, precious heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you. Amen. Hallelujah. As the husband and wife team go forth on tonight, we thank you for your precious blood on tonight. We thank you, oh God, for the opportunity that we're able just to be in your presence. Father, we thank you. We block out everything that is not like God. We block out every form of distraction, amen, that will cause or try to prevent, amen, this going through on tonight. Father, we thank you for your precious blood on tonight. Hallelujah. The enemy is so mad and upset. But how many know that the devil is defeated? In Jesus' name, he's defeated. He is defeated in Jesus' name. And so, precious Father, we thank you on tonight amen as we bring forth this power pack couple on tonight amen hallelujah in this season amen none other than the honor franklin goffin and lady goffin amen the pastors love and action christian center amen out of my florida god bless you
Maybe when we do this, we will guide people to his beauty, and they too will begin to activity love others. Who knows how many lives we may, we will impact by the love. This is what God says about loving others. We must love others. Amen. And he also, this is God saying in John 13, I am giving a new commandment to you now, and that is to love each other just as I love you. Amen. So let us be kind, love one another. We got people that are supposed to be your friends and talking about you behind your back, but that's okay. We love them anyway. We got people that bring us down. People are jealous, but we're going to love them anyway. Amen. So now I would like to turn this portion of the service, Bible study, over to Elder Golfin. Pastor Golfin. Amen. Amen. We thank God for those yeah. inspired words from my wife, elect Lady Gloria Golfin. Amen. This is Eagles Life Restoration Ministries presenting. Loving Action Christian Center, Beyond the Four Walls, Pastor Franklin Amen. Goffin, and elect Lady Gloria Goffin. Amen. We're grateful to be here tonight. Amen. To do another Bible study. I'm excited about what the Lord is doing, the opportunity that He's given me, Amen, to bring the Word of God. Amen. The title of my message tonight is Point of Contact. Amen. That's from Mark 5, 21 through 42. Amen. We must contact. We must have a contact point in order to get through to God, in order to let, I mean, to receive what we need from the Lord. We must contact. We must have a contact. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. We must have a determination to make contact. Amen. Listen, if Jairus, amen, had a contact, got in contact with Jesus, and he said, Jairus, socially, at the top, pushed his way through the crowd and fell on his, fell at Jesus' feet. Oh, Jairus' daughter was in trouble. And Jairus couldn't do no more than what he had done. Amen. He knew Jesus was in the area. So when he found Jesus, he fell at his feet. Amen. With Jesus, what he told him what was going on. Amen. So let us read, amen, Mark 5.21. So we must have a contact. We must contact the Lord. We must have a contact. Our faith must be in contact. Amen. We must be, amen, ready and determined to do what the Lord wants us to do. If people are in trouble, we as Christians have the answers to all of their problems, amen, through Jesus Christ. Amen. That's why we are here. Acts Mark 5, 21, amen, says, And when Jesus was passed over again by the ship, unto the other side, much people gathered unto him, and he saw, and it was night unto the sea. Behold, there cometh one of the rulers of the synagogue, Jairus by the name. And when he saw him, he fell at his feet and besought him greatly, saying, My little girl, my little, my little daughter, 
lies at the point of death. I pray thee, come and lay hands on her, that Jesus, that she may be healed, and she will live. And this is the kind of faith he has. Amen. Believing if he contacted Jesus, what would happen? He didn't have no doubt. He wasn't thinking about it. That's why he just ran straight to him because he knew he had heard a lot about what Jesus had had done. And he was gracious and mercy and had compassion. And that he was a healer. Nothing wrong with going to the doctor. Amen. The doctor don't have the last say so. Amen. They have very few cures for anything. Amen. So let us, they don't, they don't even have a cure for the common cold. It takes to take three or four different prescriptions before you, you get healed or anything get come, uh, become of your cold or stop it from coming. And then they got a, they don't put, they don't put a, a title on, on the flu, the flu season. So when they put stuff like that, like that, they, they expect this stuff to happen, and we fall right into their trap. Amen. I never heard such stuff. This is the flu season. This is a hurricane season. But they don't know no better because they don't have, they don't, they don't know Jesus and the part of their sin. So they're just going by what people have put out before them, and they follow follow suit. But we got to realize we are healed. Or we were healed. A lot of people say, "I'm, I'm trying to catch you." You go right ahead on and catch your cold. Right ahead on. I'm not trying to catch nothing. That's negative. I'll trying to receive everything that God has already done for us. Amen. I'm a cat, I'm catching a cold. And I hear people say that I'm under the weather. So, I mean, it's easy to say something when you, a lot of people just don't know no better. They just don't know anybody at all because they've heard other people say this, so they're following suit to what somebody else is saying. And they're not looking for a better way to live or to, or to speak. They just follow suit. Whatever somebody else says, regardless of what your mama had or your auntie had, you don't have to have it. You don't have to die for what somebody else has. You say, uh, no, for, uh, uh, we, have, we shall not die and live and declare the works of God. We're the head and not the tail. We're above and not the knee. We're more than conquerors. And we have a lot of Christians, brothers and sisters, are saying these things because they've been heard it so long and they've said it. But in line with other people are saying stuff. Say what the word is saying. Get in the Bible and it tells you. It might be true, you might be sick. But the, but God's word says we were healed. We were healed. The word is above all of what the doctors are saying. What all your physical body is. Come on. Saying. The word your your word is above all of that. Above all of that. And a lot of people are looking for sympathy and pity. You know, they want people to fall into their pity party. Come on over to my house. I'm throwing a pity party. Because this is happening. That's happening. This is life. Life happens. But you don't have to be a part of life with that stuff that happened negative. If it happens to you, you could be, you are healed. You were healed. Easy. To me. Since I found out that it's better, I, I stopped saying negative stuff. It's, say the positive. Speak positive. Things will change. It won't change unless you say so, unless you do something about it. Like I say, if it happened to, it takes one man and one woman to make a difference. A one teenager, a one little girl, a one little boy, they can make a difference. 
They can make a difference in the neighborhood. They can make a difference in the school. And because we are adults, that don't mean we know it all. We're still learning. But Jared went to Jesus because he didn't put no trust in the physician. And they asked us, I never heard the word physician when I was coming up. We never went to doctors when I was coming up. Never went to a doctor, never was in a doctor's office. Never went to a hospital. Never took any kind of medication when we was coming along. Mama and them had the answer. They had the remedy. Mama was a doctor, was the chief of staff, was the head nurse. And, man, she was the one, you know, set up the stuff in the operating room. You know, she did all of that stuff. You cut your foot, they had a cure for it. They would take that piece of fat back and stick it in that cut. And wrap, put it on, put a sock on it, and wrap it up. By four or five days, man, you 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 good to go. Sickness, they had something for it. Cold, they had something for it. I never heard mama them say this is flu season, this is cold season. Mama them had something for it. It worked. That's why I'm still I'm here. It worked. I'm here. Hallelujah. So. If we didn't go to a doctor's then, I'm not saying nobody don't have to go to a doctor. Go right ahead on and let them work on you. But doctors don't have those glasses. So they'll tell you they done done all they can do for you. They're going to put you in hospital because they don't expect for you to live. They expect for well, a couple of days. They done already gave you a time limit. Their expiration date is up. I'll be up in a couple of weeks, a month, an hour. That's all they give you. They don't, they, a lot of doctors are not optimistic about your healing, about you getting better, about the operation they're about to operate on you, the thing that you're getting ready to operate on you for. So we got to put our trust in God's word. This is the answer. From Genesis to, to the Revelation, this is the answer. In between the pages, on every page is life. On the page is life. That God sent his son that we might have life and have it more abundant. We got to get in this word and get it and let it and, and become addicted to it. That you have become Come addicted out. to negative words and negative thoughts. You got to have a, a mindset. Your mindset got to be changed from the negative to the positive. And then, then people were talking about you can't have this. Don't tell me what I can't have. God words that I can have this and I can have that. But when you go to the car lot, don't let them take you to the back of the car lot to the used cars. You go to the front. Stop at the front. Say, this is what I want. Don't let them tell you that you can't have that. If, you, if you're if paying for it, no, I won't have it. But you let my daddy get a bill. My daddy got this bill. You don't get it from there. There are too many car lots. Somebody might turn you down. I've been turned down. You go from color to color. Never quit. Be determined to get what you want. Your credit, listen, credit ain't got nothing to do with nothing. I done got stuff to allow, listen, my credit was so messed up I couldn't even get, I couldn't even find two two pennies. But I rolled off a million times with brand new cars. Credit messed up. Car just been repossessed. 
so you don't have to worry about all that crazy stuff. Do you know who your daddy is? Do you really know who your daddy is? He's the king, and we're the uh-huh. king's kids. We're the king's kids. We got to go in there with confidence. Go in there with confidence. I've known people to go to dealers, to cars, to realtors. And the man said, how can I, how you going to pay for this home? I'm going to pay cash. Don't go in there looking like a bum or a bag of bonds. Go on, put on your best outfit and walk into the realtor and tell them what you want. You done found a house. Let me look at this house right here. Let me take a walk through. This is the house that I want. Stop taking what they give you, accepting what they give you, telling you what you can and cannot have. Don't let nobody tell you that. Listen, when you be was running behind that look, that young girl or that young man, you didn't let them. Mama told you, "I want you to leave alone." Did you let that stop you? No. We'd rather head on. Yeah, you got what you wanted. Same thing with, with with homes and automobiles and clothing and with jewelry. Same thing with money. Jesus left his home in heaven. Come down here. He gave up his riches and took our property. And gave us his gave us his riches. That's what we have to do. Stop letting people tell you what you can and get. My mama died from that. My uncle died from that. My grandmama died from that. Well, that's too bad. But listen, we're on the new covenant. We're on the grace. And listen. You got to you got to take God's word and what it is, and then stop listening to all the negative stuff that people are saying about what you can and what you can't do. The words say, "I shall not die, but live and declare the works of God." I had to say that when I was in the hospital, when the demons were telling me I had to, I was going to die. One said, "No, we're going to kill him in the morning." No, one said, "No, he can't. I can't. We can't wait till in the morning. He got to die tonight." That's what they told me. I came to myself. I made the right decision. I said, I shall not die but live. And the clatter works through God. Here I am, still breathing. I'm above and not the meat. I'm the head and not the tail. That's who we are. You got to know, regardless of whether I know it, you got to know it, you got to say it. You got to say it, you got to keep saying it. But the devil comes, it starts in the mind. It don't start in the physical body, it starts in the mind. Then it runs down to yes, the physical it does. body. The more you hear it, the more you accept it, the more you hear it. You, when he comes, you say, devil, you's a lie, get out of here. You're a trespasser. Walk in it. private property. I evict you in the name of Jesus. I had to kick him out of my house the other night. <coughs> I had to raise me and acting crazy. I said, devil, you got to go, and I kicked him in my sleep. I remember doing that. Never waking up. That joker left here running. I kicked him really good. But that's what you have to do. You just can't stop living and just die. God didn't put us here to live a few minutes and die the next minute. We all have purposes. We all have a destiny. And we can't reach that if we continue to listen to what negative stuff coming from other folks. 
and what's coming across the airway and all this kind of stuff. We know there are walls and rumors of war because the Bible says it's going to happen. We are, listen, we are closer to going on with the Lord than we was yesterday. We are closer. And we live to see tomorrow. We'll be closer tomorrow than we was today. So we can't put no thought for what we, you know, what we're going to do tomorrow. Till we all got plans. That don't mean you're going to be here to fulfill those plans. You got to live one second, one minute, one hour, one day, one week, one month, and one year at a time. That's what we have to do. You can't live beyond the day. You got to live today. You can't worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow take care of itself. So Jairus knew who Jesus was and who we you know, that's what we got to know, who our daddy is. Jesus is not a, 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 a deadbeat dad. He takes care of us. He did that on Calvary's Cross 2,000, better than 2,000 years ago. That's 2022. He died. He suffered. He bled. He was in pain. Never said a mumbling word. When we stop our feet, we're going to scream, we're going to holler. We cut our finger, we're going to holler. Somebody hurt us, we're going to say, they, they hurt me. We got to realize Jesus never said a moment of word. He was hurt physically and mentally. He was hurt. He, re- he was rejected. He was denied. He had a job to do. He refused to stop. He refused to let anything get in his way. So that's how we have to be. We are imitators of Christ Jesus, our Lord and Savior. That's what we have to be. We got to trust it. Amen. Hallelujah. My God, my God. And let me ask you, by the name, when he saw him, he fell at his feet and besought him greatly. Saying, my little daughter lies at the point of death. I pray thee, come and lay hands on her, that she may be healed, and she shall live. Now, this man knew if Jesus did, this was going to happen to his daughter. Positively, not if, a maybe. Positively. And Jesus went with him. And the people followed him and thronged him. Lord, help me here, Jesus. Help me here. So he healed a little girl. Now, we, all this, this is true. Jesus healed two or three people before in the same in the same instant. He was going from place to place. The people was calling him, running him down for this and for that. But he never turned nobody down. And a certain woman, which had an issue of blood for 12 years and had suffered many things, many things, had many things of many positions and had spit all that she had and was nothing better but grew, rather grew worse. Amen. So this lady was determined. Amen. 
He was determined. He knew Jesus, had heard about Jesus. And the doctors, she had went to the doctors, but they couldn't do it. They didn't have no cure for what was wrong with her. Amen. She had an issue of blood. Amen. A disease that didn't allow her to hang, be out in the, in the public back then. You know, you, you know, if she couldn't be out in the public, you couldn't touch her anything, you touch her, had to just, you know, had to burn it up or whatever had to do with it. But listen, Jesus, I'm a higher man. Had healed a lot of other people. She heard about this stuff, a lot of miracles. When she had heard of Jesus, came in the press behind and touched him, touched him. But she said, if I'm may touch his clothes, I shall be made whole. And you got to have that kind of faith. You got to be determined. You got to you got to be persistent. You can't stop. You can't let nobody get in your way. If they have to push them out the way. Go around them. If they fall, step over them and keep moving. Can't give up. This world wouldn't have never got we wouldn't America wouldn't be what it is. If people hadn't been determined, you had architects, you had people that knew how to build stuff, and people who knew how to, after the architects showed them and told them what they what they wanted, then they had to build it to get the job done. They had to have people to be on the job every day. People died building this country. People were murdered and raped. How did the see our back folks built this country on their back, blood and and and, and discrimination. And ostracized, being ostracized, physically, spiritually, and naturally, it was it was coming. I'm a part of history. I seen some of this stuff, and I lived through some of this stuff myself. Where we couldn't eat at certain restaurants, we couldn't drive certain cars, even if you had the money. You couldn't home certain areas. You couldn't live in because they kept us out. You know, but I thank God for people like Martin Luther King and Frederick Marsh and, and all them other people that, that died making changes, not for just us, but for all people. They didn't have they wasn't they didn't have no color barrier. There's some of these supremacies. People who think they're better than you are. They're not better than we are. How are you better than me? And I put you'll put your clothes on the same way I put mine on, one foot at a time. And women the same way. How are you better than I am? If you're better than me, why are you dying? Why are you sick? Why are you mentally disturbed? Why are some of you are poor? Got money, but you're sick because your money won't heal you. Your money won't kill what's wrong with you. Money won't fix your mind the way your, your mind set is. The hatred that you have. And you're against other people because they got they just different colors from you. Their skin is different. You're not better than I am. We're the same. Same blood flows in your vein, flows in mine. If you take blood from your vein and blood from mine and cut me or cut you, you couldn't tell whose blood is who. You know they are no better than we are. We are no better than they are. Took eight women to put. The man on the moon. Eight women, black women, put the man on the moon. 
we got some eight black women mathematicians. So it took them. But they were discriminated against. They didn't want them to use the same bathroom like they had in the sea. I was coming along, we had water fountains, said colored water, colored water fountains, and black and, uh, and, and white water fountains. Colored water fountains. And white water fountains. They had them downtown Miami. We couldn't see that nobody's restaurant downtown in East. You had to stand in, in order what you wanted, and when you got it, you had to get with it. We had to go. Any theater downtown, we couldn't go to any of the theaters downtown. You couldn't sit on the front of the bus. We had to sit at the back. I lived all this. So changes was made for the better, not for only for us. As black people, I'm not going to say a race because, listen, there's over one race that's the human race, a different Pigment, uh, pigment uh, uh, stations of your of your skin, color, different colors of the skin doesn't change how you feel, how you think. Doesn't make you any better or worse than the next person. God is not a God does not he didn't he didn't, he didn't create white or blacks. He created a human being with feelings, emotions, and all that stuff. So I'm, I'm just, it got me fired up here. But uh, this is the woman with the issue of blood. She was determined. She pressed her way through the crowd. Yes, she did. But she said, if I may touch his clothes, I shall be made whole. And straight away the fountain of her blood dried up. And she felt in her body that she was healed of that place. And Jesus immediately knowing in himself that virtue had gone out of him, turned him about in the press and said, who touched my clothes? And, it is, and his disciples said unto him, unto him, thou seest the mother too that are thong in thee. And said, thou who touched me? And he looked around about to see her that had done this thing. But the woman fearing and trembling, knowing that, knowing what done in her, came and fell before him and told him all the truth. And he said unto her, Daughter, thy faith have made thee whole. Go in peace. And behold of that place. While he yet spake, there came the ruler of the synagogue. Most certain we said, Thy daughter is dead. Thy troubles, thou the master, any further. Now the disciples don't fall, don't, 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 they don't, the disciples didn't want them to trouble the master, but he said, Listen. As soon as Jesus heard the word that was spoken, he said unto the ruler of the synagogue, Be not afraid, only believe. Be not afraid, and only believe. 
and he suffered no man to follow him. Say Peter, James, and John, the brother of James. He comes to the house of the ruler of the synagogue. See the trauma. Then and them that wept and wailed greatly. And when he was come in, he said unto them, Why maketh you? You don't do or sleep, or weep. The devil is not dead, but sleep. Now, they didn't understand that. They know this girl was dead, you know, I mean, dead on arrival when they got this. But Jesus said, she's not dead. The devil is not dead, but sleeping. And that's what we're going to do with when we leave here. We're going to sleep away. We don't have no fear, no pain. She's going to sleep away from here. He said, being absent from the body means present with the law. Somebody asked me a question a few years ago. Do we go straight to heaven? Sure we do. Why, we, why should the Lord have us in a holding position, a holding pattern? He's not on Star Trek. Oh. Heaven is big enough to hold all of us. And then he said, if we went away, he got away to prepare a place for me. So he's in lodge in heaven, so if we're going to have matches there, listen, I'm waiting on my place. You Listen, you don't have to live in the, in the project the rest of your life in a roach-infested place. The rat's so big, they're big as cats. Oh, you Jesus. don't have to live in all that stuff. We put up with a lot of stuff we don't have to put up with. The landlords don't want to, they want your rent, but they don't want to pay, take care of the place where you live at. And you sit right there and let that stuff happen. Don't say nothing. Don't do nothing. That's why they. That's why they take advantage of you because you let the stuff happen. You don't say nothing. They gonna continue to do what they're doing. You complaining to the wrong people. People that live in the same area. You complaining to them. What can they do? They're in the same that you in. When I was working at Dade County Solid Way before it was Miami Dade County Solid Way. In the neighborhood that I worked in, the community that I was in, if something went wrong or we did something wrong, they didn't, they, they, if they didn't get satisfaction from our supervisor, they would call downtown to the mayor's office, call a commissioner, and they would send somebody out and rectify the situation. I remember one time we was accused of, of, of paying up some garbage cans. You know what? We had to replace those garbage cans. Because they made the noise and they made and they made us buy some stuff. We played what they said we told but we didn't have them. But what they said took a whole lot because they were citizens that were taxpayers. And I'm a taxpayer driving and working for Dade County. I pay taxes too. When come instead of complaining to your fellow uh people in and your neighbors, you need to call the people that can make a change. That can make a difference. Instead of, you know, it's all right to go to the doctor, but while you're on your way, pray. Five or six. By the time you get there, they run a few x-rays on you and all the time. Ain't nothing wrong with you here. I had to go to the hospital after I had left the hospital. I had this thing called acid reflux. And boy, I was reading up on it online, and they were saying to make you think you're having a heart attack. 
Listen, it felt like I had an elephant sitting on my chest. I thought my chest would burst open any minute. My daughter took me to my sound house, and everyone put me on the machine and checked me. I wasn't nothing wrong with my heart. My heart was beating like it was working like it should work. And they tested me out. See that I still have it. I still had a, a taste of the COVID. Then let me say it. I stayed in there from Saturday night to Monday afternoon. Doctors came and say, "I'm gonna run one more test on you, Mr. Garvey. You listen. You gonna have to get out of here, cause um." We need the bed, man. Ain't nothing wrong with you. So they, they, I stayed in there a few days. And then I had to think I left because I was healed. I trusted God. I didn't have no I didn't have no anxiety. I wasn't worried not one bit. Otherwise, you're supposed to be sick as a baby. I'm healed. You, you act it now. I'm healed, honey. H-E-A-L-E-D. Healed. <laughs> I'm going to be I'm healed already. My guy. The doctors come back there, the nurses come back there. I'm laughing and joking with the doctors while they're checking me out. Have them stretched out. Making them laugh. Well, are you supposed to be? Hey, my wife said, I'm glad to go to Dr. Juice. I said, well, honey, I don't see where it's written that I got to act like I'm sick when I'm not sick. I'm just going to just let them tell me what was wrong with me. <laughs> I'm already healed. I go in with all confidence. I know who my daddy is. I know what my daddy can do. I know what he already done. I done seen the evidence. I done seen the end result. Jesus never prayed the problem. He always prayed the end result. That's what we're going to have to start doing. Pray the end result. You heard this woman say right here, say, if I only make touch to him, touch his clothes, I will be made whole. You got to speak like that. You got to think like that. You got to act like that. Come on. Yeah, this old room, this old lumbago, old rheumatism, and all this kind of stuff. Child, please. You ought to take 20 and look for 30. Take 20 minutes and look for 30 more. That would be to sell park of recreation. Listen, you got to stop all this clouding. The doctors are getting rich. Giving you medication because they're paying them some money to, to write you a prescription. And listen, I got so much medication I got on with my own pharmacy. I got so much I can open my own my pharmacy. You got two or three different types of medical high blood pressure medication. You got uh, acid reflux medication. You got um uh, uh what it is um. Uh, Cholesterol medication. You name it. If they ain't got it, they're trying to create it. And the word is your medicine. You don't drink it. You just take it. You speak it. You read it. Whatever's wrong with you, whatever is in your life, it's, 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 it's in your life that is the circumstance that's causing problems, it's in this word. The answer's in this word. In the 66 books that God had 40 saved men to write this book. 40 men wrote this book. So, yeah, there was God's men. The people who wrote the history book left us out of the history book. They don't mention nothing about the thing that black men and women created. The, you know, the, the patterns that we had, the red lights and all the other things that we did. They don't, they don't mention us, period, on the time you see us in the, in the cotton field with our heads tied up 
and seeking comfort. They don't mention us in there at all. They mention Columbus. How can a man or woman discover a nation that's already, people are already there? You can't. That's true. So they had to change that. Columbus did not discover America. He might have gave it their name, but the Indians was here first, along with some of us. They had the true Americans, not the Europeans. So we've got to realize what we have from where we have come from and where we are now. The thing that a lot of people that dead and gone on went through, we're gonna make things better for those that are this generation that are here now. This generation not came with one word. They got jobs. I was looking at at um at, at Wendy's and and and, and uh, McDonald's and Burger King and all those fast food chains hiring it starting at eleven dollars an hour. You don't have to stay at eleven. You can move up to management. They're paying more. A paycheck coming in every two weeks. I don't know too many places jobs not paying every week. But these young folk now, these young people now. Ain't gonna work. They sat out on the street corner with a cup in their hand, walking up and down. I told my mother, "Hundred dollars." I said, "Don't, don't, don't make excuses for him. Don't make excuses for him." Jesus hung on the cross when he died. All excuses were killed. All excuses were killed on the cross. On the cross, walking around out there, healthy enough to pick up a building and put it on the other side of the street. And they walk on that. Said, Don't make no excuses for them. Don't make no excuses for them. Because there aren't any excuses. You're healthy. You're strong enough to stand, walk up and down the street out there every day, all day. After a couple months, you can work on somebody's job. So let us stop thinking negative, speaking negative, looking negative, acting negative, living negative. And walking negative and all them other things. Listen, positively, positive. Let's think positive. Things will change right. when you start doing the right thing. We got too many excuses, which uh, Jesus took down on that. This is 2022. So we have to stop all this foolishness, especially our brothers and sisters in the law. Get in God's word. Apply it to your life. Hallelujah. Amen. By God, my God. And he suffered no man to follow him, but Peter, James, John, the brother of James. And they came into the house of the ruler of, of the synagogue. And see that, I mean, I mean, they come right on in. I think they kicked through them to kick the rest of the people out. And when he saw when he was come in, he said unto them, Why makest this noise? Weeping. The damsel is not dead, but she's asleep. And they laughed at him to scorn. But when he had put them out all out, took 
the father and the mother of the devil, and them that were with him, and in it, in where the devil would lay. And he took the devil by the hand and said unto her, the Kuma which is being interpreted, damsel, I say unto thee, rise. And straight away the damsel arose and walked, for she was of age of twelve, of age twelve years. And they were astonished with a great astonishment. And he charged them straightly that no man should know it and commanded that something should be given to her to eat. Listen, Jesus lives in us, brothers and sisters, who are saved, sanctified, and Holy Ghost filled and five baptized. When you receive the Holy Ghost, God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit lives in you and you in him. We got all the power that we're going to ever be. It's on my sin, the power, no. We got all the power that we're going to ever be while we're on the face of this earth. While we're living in this earth suit, this is all the power you're going to ever need. We got the same power God has, the same power with Jesus and the Holy Spirit. We don't need no more power than what we got. We got enough. God spoke the world into existence. Same power he used in the word. Word, the, the, the word became. The word became. The word became the world. Moon appeared in the sky, in the heavens. The sun appeared in the heavens. The star, night and day, morning, noon and, day and night. God's word. And that's all we have to do is speak the word. Speak God's word. Things will happen. Things will happen, but you got to be persistent. You got to have a point of contact. You got to push your way. You just can't, you know, walk around and wish and stuff. You got to do something for stuff to happen. Faith without works is dead. Works without faith is dead. You talking about you want this and you want that? No, you, no, you don't. Stop talking. You don't want that. You know, you don't want no husband. You don't want no wife. You know, because this woman is fine. and That's not your fine wife. That's not your good-looking tall, handsome husband. That man and woman belong to somebody else, not you. Get what God wants for you. Get your husband. Get your wife. You want somebody to call somebody who's got a fine wife, you want one. There's nothing wrong with having a fine wife. But make sure that's your fine wife, not somebody else's fine wife. <laughs> some, of these, some of these beautiful, fine women you can't live with. You do better without you. Oh. You know, some of these handsome men won't pick a can off the shelf in the grocery store. I've seen this happen. So you want who God wants you to have. God ain't going to give you no junk. If, if, he, if he pick a bum yeah. off the street and save and fill him with the Holy Ghost, God can use anybody he want to use. Look at Paul. Well, the chief of the sinners was a murderer. Moses was a murderer. Abraham was a liar. And the Moamite that was missing, these are God's people. But he used them. 
to change the course of life, to change the world, to change the way we are. Abraham was a father of nations. Don't start me, y'all. Y'all, 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 y'all got me. Y'all got me. Walk in, walk in it. because I'm, I'm feeling good right here. I'm feeling good. I had a great day today. If it was bad, I wouldn't let you know. Because <laughs> every day is good as the God. God woke me up this morning. I didn't, listen, I got a clock that my, my phone go off every morning at 5 o'clock. Sometimes I'm laying there waiting to hear when it go off, I get up. But God already woke me up. He wakes me up every morning. When I was working the 37 years I worked, I never used an alarm clock to get up. God woke me up every morning at 4 o'clock. Every morning. 37 years every morning. 4 o'clock. I had chores to do. I had to get up and get my children ready for, for nursery and kindergarten, pre-K and all that other good stuff. Got me up every morning. Never late for work. Never made an excuse. Never late for work, y'all. Never work, never late for school. Never missed a day from school. Yeah, how hard it ran, but never sick enough to miss a day from school. If it rained, I took my clothes and put them in a in a plastic bag and, and you know roll something raggedy and then I got school I changed. No. I don't do late. I can't even spell it. If I come to get you and you ain't ready, I'm gonna leave you getting ready. Because you supposed to be ready. I left somewhere, I'm gonna leave you getting I'm gonna leave you going back to get what you left. And he come supposed to be on time. I believe in being on time. I started dating my wife. I said, this is what I do on Tuesdays and Thursdays. 7.30, I leave to go to church on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Every Tuesday and Thursday, I love it. And on Sunday morning at 9.30, I'm up. I'm ready to go. Because I prepared myself the day before so to be on where I can get up and get my stuff and lay it out. So, you know, I know women, they change. They, you know, they look at 4 o'clock. Well, you get up 3 or 4 o'clock in the morning, and you check out what, you know, where you can look at, you change two or three outfits, and I put them out there and lay them out and what you're going to wear. You do that, but get up early where you can get there. If you ride with somebody, even being on time means something. God is never late. He's never late coming to you. He's never late delivering you. He's never late setting you free. He wasn't late saving you. It just was a specific time for you to be saved. My God. A specific time for you to be, to be healed. Y'all, y'all, y'all woke up. Y'all woke up to giant. <laughs> but <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm feeling good tonight, y'all. I don't want to go with my time. But uh, the Lord is good. Hey, you got it. You got it. You got it. The Lord is good. Point of contact. Amen. Our faith and our life. We're not living for ourselves, our family members. And friends, but we're living for whoever God has gathered here for to live for. We got certain people that we only we can reach. I don't care how educated or intelligent that you are and how well spoken you are. Listen, uh, my grammar is really bad. I'm going to say it, y'all fix it. Y'all know where the ears and ain't and all this stuff go. I don't. Yeah. But I'm going to say it, y'all fix it, put it in the right context, you know. But it, it all it all falls down. You understand? You understand what I'm saying? If I'm not saying it correctly, 
you know, it's the right words, but you understand what I'm saying. The bottom line, you understand me. My English is so broken to her, it, it, it takes Jesus to fix it. So, it, it's well, hold broken. on, man. Oh, <laughs> it's broken. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> it's broke, y'all. I, I wouldn't tell you a word a lot. It's broke. You know, I, I hear people speaking and talking and stuff, and they, they speak well. I mean, they, 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 I mean, they got their stuff together. My words, you know, not where they are, where they were, what they were, but it means the same thing. And they use these big words and messages when it listen. I can't even expect, okay, but now it's what they're saying. I don't even know the meaning of what they're saying. Why don't you just, why don't you just speak plain English? Like I tell the doctors, break it down in layman terms. I don't know all that stuff you're talking. You went to school for that. <laughs> I mean, I got to go to school. That's right. to the you know, just tell me, just tell me, you know. I got an earache. Don't don't you know? Give me one of them medical doctors turn. Tell me I got an earache. I understand that. <laughs> but we, I mean, they got these big words and they speak. Everybody, I didn't go to Harvard. I didn't go to Yale. I just didn't get out of high school. I slid out of high school. You know, God was with me the whole time. I was there when they were speaking correct things and all that good stuff. You know, you be around people that speak correct. And my children, boy, they got it down. And I said, I understand what you're saying, baby. Now, but do you understand what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, but this is who I am. And God not mad with me. You know, because they, they don't have no, you know, God don't have no specific way. Only thing he got for us, he wants to speak the truth. He wants to preach That's the, the doctrine That's of it. Jesus Christ, preach the kingdom. And while I'm preaching the kingdom, Walk live in. the kingdom. That's what yes. we're supposed to do. I know a lot of churches I probably would never be invited in or to speak in, but that's cool. I ain't mad at you. No, there's too many churches out there let me in. But as long as you're bringing forth the word, delivering, the message, the true message, the, the one yes. and only message that God wants you to preach. Preach the truth. For people to be delivered, set free and healed and saved. People to be encouraged, to be motivated. I'm not a motivator. I'm a preacher. I went through a whole lot of stuff okay. in my life. And I can write a couple of books that I believe I will write. I believe I will. You know? <laughs> They need to tell me all the time, but won't you write a book on marriage because you got this stuff down? You know, and I don't want to get started on that tonight because if I do, boy, you know, it'll take me to another, it'll take me to another country. So I, I'm not going to do that tonight. <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> but, you know, since I've been doing what I'm doing, I feel good about myself. You know, I had an opportunity. God gave me an opportunity. He sent me to a place where I can be taught and trained how to do this and do that. And I tell the people all the time, I said, listen, the same thing the pastor's doing, you need to learn so you have to use. If you have to do it, if it ever come up, you'll be able to do it yourself. 
It ain't going to do you no good. I tell my wife the same thing. I said, what I'm going to do, I got my own ministry book. You can't use my ministry book. You can't use my Bible. I'm going to buy you your own stuff. I'm going to buy her a ministry book. So she get me to do weddings or home goings or whatever, Christian and a de- dedication or whatever it is, you got your own book. People used to want to borrow myself. I said, no, I don't know my material. I'll go buy you one. Because my stuff is not going to come back the way I gave it to you. You're going to say it was like this before you got it. But no, I did that one time, and my book didn't come back to me. I loaned it out. So when I stopped loaning stuff. Don't, don't, loan your, your, don't loan your eyes. Don't loan your, 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 your uh, uh, jukebox out to nobody because they don't come back the way you get it. I don't want my eye to nobody. Matter of fact, I got two eyes. Nobody have it. My eye, I'm alone now. You have it out. That's the house out. You have it ever. Because they're not going to take care of take care of stuff like this because it ain't there. They didn't buy it. Don't let them drive my car. No, you can't drive my stuff. No. And stuff. But we got to take God's word for what it is. It don't take you to keep you from going to hell. It will have you living a good life. I mean, everybody. Some people just want to live a life to get lost, just get by. I want. I don't want no satisfying life. I want an excellent life. If he say I can have it, why not get out and get it? You know. If he say you can have a a, a, five, a, a, a twenty-five bedroom mansion, why not go out and buy? Ain't nobody but you and your wife. That means y'all, y'all got more room to play hide and go seek in. You know, I don't want to live in no tight house where you know you got tiptoe to get through. You got to turn sideways to move around in the house. No. I need me some room. When I stretch it, I want to be able to touch the wall. So if he say you can have it, if you could believe it, it's what you say. You can have it. Not what I, it's what you say. It's what you do and how what you and how you do what you do say so you're still gonna do and ought to receive what you want from the Lord. If you can believe it, you can ask for it and don't doubt in your heart. It's yours. I'm driving a twenty twenty F one fifty Dodge Ram Limited. If it ain't in there, don't put it in there. There's no room for it. That's what I wanted. That's what I got. You only live one time. Get all the gusto you can while you can. There won't be no auto mechanic shops in heaven. There won't be no garages in there where you can park those fine cars. Enjoy it here. That's what I'm doing. My next home, I already got it fixed in my head. A couple of years ago, my daughter said, Dad, I had a vision about the house you asked the Lord for. And he said, "Gonna be, he gonna give you your heart to die." And I believe that with all I have within me. And I didn't even tell her about it, but she told me that I had a vision. The Lord showed me the house, and it's gonna be how you desire. So, God will give you your heart to die. Lean not to your own understanding. Huh? Oh, Jesus, help me here. Lean not to your own understanding. God got a way of blessing you with a house, with your home, that you will have to put a, pay a dime. 
if you don't have to be here, have more, he'll probably have somebody to make your mortgage payment every month. I'll pay your house off for you. That's how I think. That's how I think. Think outside the box. You don't have to pay a mortgage payment. God will have somebody to do that for you. Or he's going to pay it off for you. He's giving away Lear Jets and all cause people to give away Lear Jets and, and stuff like that in automobiles. Why can't he give you a home that way? Jesus, help me, Lord. You just got to listen. I've, I've been thinking this way for years. I, just, I haven't just started thinking this way just a minute. But I know who my God is. He created me through the breath of life in my nostrils. I've been living. I used to live below my privilege. Now I don't do that no more. I live the way the Lord says me to live. The words say I can have this. And the words say I can have that. When I used to go to Carlos, I didn't go I didn't go for the used. I went for the new. I used to go to the car lot every Sunday, lay hands on those cars on the car lot. I would anoint it with oil, all rolling, all rolling, running all down the car. I believe God. And if if somebody if somebody buys, there's a better car. There's another car lot down the street. Pull somebody by the house. There's a better house down the street. So just don't give up because you don't get it the first time. So what? He or she walked off and left you. There's somebody stick with you who's thick and thin for, for the better, for, I mean, for the bad, that movie, Good, the Bad, and Ugly, for all of that too. So you just, and marriage is a thing of patience, a thing of work. Seven days every minute, every moment, every minute, every second, every hour, every day, every week, every month, every year. It takes work. W-O-R-K, work. It takes work. You're two different individuals. You think different. You got crooks and you got crooks. I said, if you're looking for the, per- the perfect man, don't marry him because you're going to mess him up. If you're looking for the perfect wife, don't marry him because you're going to mess her up. So just stay single and be miserable by yourself. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you know, I live, I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy. I'm excited. And, and when I met my wife who was married to now, listen, I, I, I said, as long as you let me be myself, I'm all right. Don't try to put me in a box. I, I, I'm crazy. I like to have fun. I like to crack jokes. I, like, I love to make people laugh and feel good. And, and that's what I do. You know, you know, you don't know how people might feel. You just come in and say something funny, and it, you know, perks them right up. That's who I am. It, it, it took me a long time to start doing that. Now I got it. And, and when we go in the restaurant and sit down and eat, we might start out with two people. Me and my wife start out with just the both of us. And before you know it, we got five or six tables and pulled up around where we sitting at. We get the waitress involved, the waiter involved, the cook involved, the manager involved, the patrons that come in to eat, everybody's involved. We get having a good time. Still 4 o'clock in the morning. Having a good time. You know, so this is who I am. 
I love the Lord, and I know he loves me, because if he didn't love me, I wouldn't be sitting here talking to you tonight. He's a God of grace and mercy and peace and all. You know, but when time, listen, there are consequences to when we mess up. And you know, when they come, I pray that you be able to handle what's coming. So let us, he gave, my wife said earlier that he gave us a new commandment, that we should love everybody because he loved us. And he died while we were yet in our sins. He died. What kind of love is that? Unselfish. Hallelujah. Amen. So I pray. That's not, I just got on that and I did that. Now you got more, but the Lord is a good God tonight. Sometimes we, we just don't do the whole message, don't need the whole, do the whole message. Just enough to pull you out of the, the crevice that you hear. Pull you out the corner that you're in, the My state God. that you're in, the state of mind that you're in. Let you know that God is, and God will supply your every need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. And they say, when we tithe, he will open up the windows of heaven, let's see, rebuke the devourer for our sake. Open up the windows of heaven and pull you out a blessing that you wouldn't have enough room to receive. You might have to go rent some, open up a new bank account somewhere. They got a plenty of banks around here. I never heard of before. We got banks on top of banks. We got TD Bank. We got uh, we got we got banks. Wells Fargo. We got we got all kind of banks. You know, just open. You might have to open up four or five to put some of that money in. That money spread around. There's so much you can do. People living on the streets don't have no place to go. All these vacant homes, I mean buildings, that they can fix up and hire somebody, take care of these people that don't have any way to go. We can encourage these people that are on the street corner. Some of these people out on the street that are homeless, they're educated. Something went wrong somewhere that messed them up in the head. And all we have to do is get out there and preach God's word. And God, let God do the rest. Pray and God will do the rest. You can't make nobody do nothing you want to do. It's going to take God. Hey, my soul. She's here. I'm a high. Ooh, look at Jesus. I'm so happy that when I lay down, Jesus lay down with me. But he don't go to sleep. Hallelujah. Hey. <laughs> 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 I can go to sleep and rest. They don't need to be being up if I'm going to give him the problem. Why should I be up worried about stuff that I can't fix, that we wasn't equipped to fix? To fix. Listen, I keep telling, I keep telling you, I keep telling you, I keep telling you, if complaining was going to fix anything, brothers and sisters, you, us who are believers, we wouldn't have any problems. So stop complaining. I know all my stuff would be fixed. Hallelujah. So I'm just happy tonight you that have listened and uh, I think it's about, what, 32 countries in uh, 47 states of America. And I thank God for the people that are over there in Poland. Thank you, Father. Those people in foreign country, people who are in those countries with our uh, uh, 
behind the iron curtain, people that in when you don't believe in God, that they'll kill you. Amen. For the name in the name of Jesus. And in my heart for God, I live for God, yeah. I die. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. Their people are dying because they love the law. They might be in bondage, but they're not, they're, they're free to serve God. They can't stop them from loving Jesus. And if they die right now, serving him, heaven is their home. All the stuff that are happening on the face of the earth now, tomorrow, and next week, and next week, and the next, they won't have that problem anymore. There won't be no more sickness, no more dying, no more glaucoma, no more cataract, no more heart disease. Whatever's going on in your physical body, it won't happen in heaven. And listen, in hell there's nothing but torment. And the worms will not die. They will not die. I got a message I got to preach from the, you know, you know they won't die. Let heaven be your home. And forget about the people who are talking about you, who are lying on you. Listen, you're doing something when people are talking about you when they're lying on you. You're doing something for the kingdom. Don't complain. They talked about Jesus. And none of us are greater than he is. So let us love one another. Family members, let us love our children. Children, let us love our parents. Let us respect our elders. I was coming along with yes, ma'am, no, ma'am, no, sir. Yes, them, and all that kind of stuff. Now the parents don't even want the children to say yes, ma'am, and no, ma'am to them. Want them to call them by their first name. If one of mine ever opened their mouth and called me by my first name, I'm going to put the left hand, I'm going to put the right hand on. And it ain't going to be the only, it's going to be the back hand. <laughs> Amen. I'm sick of that. I don't play that. I don't play that. Respect. Is due to any man or woman. We respect our children and they place. But they'll never know what we know. But they haven't lived. They haven't been our age yet. I've been their age. Hallelujah. But let us love God. And parents, don't kick your daughter out because she got pregnant. Don't just own your son because he married the girl that he wanted to marry. Now he didn't marry who you wanted him to marry. And that, let them let them make their own mistakes for you that you tell them. But, you know, let them make their own mistakes because that's what they're going to do in there. Let us love and pray for them. Not, bat, you know, you know, uh, 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 batter them. You better do this. Listen, the Bible says, through love and kindness have I drawn you. Jesus never had a bat in his hand when, I, when he asked me to give, his, to give my life. He never had a double barrel shotgun. I'm going to kill you if you don't come on my side. He never said that at all. And that's not written nowhere. That's man's ideology. I mean, ideology. So whatever I've been saying. Anyway, let me just read that word alone. Anyway, that's how they think. So let Amen. us let God draw our children in. Once they get grown, let them make the decision themselves. They don't need you to make their decision when they come into the law. Children running away from church. They was in church from the time they were born. Now they done got grown. They can't, they can't find church. They're not looking for it. But so much you can't, you can't, you can't, you can't, you can't. You can't go here, you can't go there. So I pray that you, each one of you got something out of what I said today. Amen. By his Christ, you are healed. 
by his stripes you were healed. No matter what sickness or disease it is, you were healed 2,000 years ago. 2,000 years ago. So if you're, you're not poor anymore, you let the poor say that, say that I am rich. I curse the spirit of poverty, the spirit of life, the spirit of homosexuality. Let us not batter them and let us pray for them. That's the only thing that's going to bring them on on the law side. I was in a meeting in Tallahassee about four or five years ago. might not have been that long. And about two or three cars went to Tallahassee. Amen. But the whole group of them people up there want to uh, uh, cause us all kind of problems because we didn't marry one of them. I said, y'all got all these people, these pastors that's here, and y'all, y'all elect some of some elders like them, or some deacons that can marry these people. I'm not going to marry one of y'all. Two men together and two women. God created Adam and Eve. Not Adam and Steve, but not even Eve alone. So, two women and two men can't have no children. You know how how much abuse that is on children. You got two mamas and two daddies to come pick them up from school. That's abuse. That is abuse. They're not thinking about the children. They're thinking about themselves. So let us do what God called us to do. Amen. So I'm going to give you the the scripture for if you believe it in your heart, amen, that God has raised Jesus from the dead. Confess, you know, just believe, just say it. That if I confess with my mouth, Lord Jesus, and believe in that heart, that God has raised him, Jesus, from the dead, that shall be saved. That's all it takes. If you can believe it, you're saved right now. Believe it. For with the heart, man believeth unto righteousness. With the heart. And you don't nobody have to tell you that you're saved. You know within yourself that you're saved, that you're not thinking and doing the things that you used to do. Hallelujah. So with the heart, man believeth unto righteousness. And with the mouth, confession made unto salvation. If you can believe all, if you can believe it, you are saved. Now you need a ministry, a pastor, an apostle, a bishop, an overseer, a teacher, somebody that loves God and going to teach you the right way, going to teach you God's word, going to teach you the principles of God, going to teach you the doctrine of Jesus Christ, that's going to teach you the kingdom. That's what you need. We'll give you give you space to grow, where God can raise you up and use you. He just don't want you in a building where you there's no growth, where there's no elevation. But He wants you to grow where you can go out and bring other people into the kingdom. Jesus took twelve men and changed the world forever. So this is what we're talking about. He took me, July the nineteenth. 1978, saved me, filled me with the Holy Ghost, set my feet on a rock to stay. Hallelujah. 44 years later, I'm still saved, sanctified, Holy Ghost feeling. Oh, my God. Serving the Lord, love him, devoted to him, committed to him. He is my life. 
Without him, I'm nothing. So I pray that you have gotten something out of what I said. Lord, I thank you for this word tonight. I thank you for those that are listening tonight. We pray, God, of Ahusha, that we have sweet sleep on tonight. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Into the hands of Apostle Erica. Amen. We give honor on tonight. We thank God for that word, that powerful word on tonight. Thank you. Father, we owe God, we're touching the power and agreement over Pastor Goffin right now. Father, we send forth your restoration power, amen, to flow in his life, amen. We send forth the manifestation of healing. We thank you for your blood on tonight. Father, we send forth restoration. We call forth, amen, my notable son, say. We call forth, amen, the healing virtue, amen, the flow, amen, in the midst of tonight. Father, we thank you, oh God, as they begin to rest easy on tonight, amen, that you do what you said you're going to do in their lives. Father, whatever the request, request that they ask, Father, you give it to them. Whatever is needed in this season, you give it to them. Father, why? Because they, amen, seek after you. And you said those that seek after you will find. And so we thank you, God, on tonight. Father, as you grace your presence on everyone that is in this room, everyone that's listening by the sound of my voice on tonight, strengthen each and every one of us on tonight. Strengthen us, oh God, from the crown of our head, from our soul to our feet. Father, we thank you for your healing on tonight. We thank you. Thank you, oh God, for your precious blood. And we thank you in your presence on tonight. And as we close, amen, we thank everybody for tuning live at a hallelujah on tonight of Love and Action Christian Center, amen, out of Miami, Florida, amen, beyond the four walls Bible study. See you next time at 7.30, amen, and follow them there, amen. For those who want to sow a seed, amen, into the ministry, amen, of them, oh God, you sow a seed, you for free for those who have PayPal. Uh, so you see unto paypal.me forward slash l-i-a-c-c amen 2019 amen that's the paypal for love and action christian center amen for those who wish to sow the seed amen into the ministry on today amen as we get ready to close out may the sweet communion of the holy spirit continue the rest rule abide in his kingdom forevermore until we meet again next time on er prophetic chip God bless you. Amen.
Jesus, I am Apostle E.L. Robertson of the Restoration Ministries and E.L.R. Prophetic Podcast Network. We are spreading the gospel through all the nations. We are forever grateful for the, uh, the 18 countries that we are connected uh, through the dealers, uh, through all 19 radio platforms. And we just thank God that God has given us the tools and the accolades to spread the gospel for many uh, churches or many ministries are actually underground um, and they are uh, coming out and, and just, just to even just to hear uh, the gospel. You never know what you are uh, lie that you are impacting, um, whether it's a prayer, whether it's in meditation, whether it's uh, an encouraging word, um, whether it's uh, a releasing a rainbow word. And in this season, he is allowing, uh, allowing us to go through uh, this season where his his he is manifesting within us so we give god glory for what he is doing in this season uh, i just thank god even for the leaders amen i give special blessings out to the leaders that even throughout the pandemic they are still pushing um they're not giving up they're standing for what is right they're not backing down amen they're not allowing chaotic mess uh to be in the house of god not even in their household uh, we have to understand even when we are, if we say that we live the word and we preach the word, we got to walk the word and breathe it uh, because that is very, uh, very imperative. And it says, uh, even uh, when the scripture had talked about it, it says um, that man should not live by bread alone, but that's the word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. So if you're not just in your word and a dive in your word, but you are, uh, God is manifesting through that word uh, through you. Um, and long as there is a connection to the Holy Ghost, 
um, because holiness is still right. Uh, holiness is still right. Yes, in this season that uh, their ministries will be exposed. And it's not being exposed for the negative. But it's actually it's being exposed because we are in these end of times. Uh, exposed because he is allowing us and giving us even an opportunity to get it right. Uh, when it, In the book of Revelation, when it talked about how what the Spirit was saying to the churches, if you get a chance to read it, your leisure, uh, in the book of in the Revelation, you know each church had an issue. Each church had a situation uh, that they were up against, and the angels of the Lord had pointed out to them. So it's not uh, trying to put us on a chopping block or anything. Well, we have to understand because in the fivefold ministry, uh, the apostle and the prophet has been depleted from the church, which leave them powerless. Well, we thank God. Amen. In this season, that God has restored the good hand. 